0: Hello, greetings and salutations. Welcome to the podcast that looks back at albums, movies and video games to ask anyone for seconds. I'm your host Dave. How are we all doing on this fine day? As good as that? Wow, you're doing well then. This week it is music week and we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about something so beloved. Something so odd, it changed the way we viewed a certain album forever. It's time to join Dorothy, Toto, and maybe the Cowardly Lion and Scarecrow too, as this week I delve headfirst into the legendary Dark Side of the Rainbow. Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. What the hell is that? Several of you cry in the audience. Well, to put it mildly, it's Pink Floyd's multi-million selling 1973 album The Dark Side of the Moon synced up to 1939's classic Technicolor Marvel The Wizard of Oz. The album is played at the same time as the film, with the film's volume being lowered and the album taking prominence instead. It is said that somehow a vast amount of the music matches the images on screen. But how did this come about? Who on earth decided to match these two vastly different things? Well guess what, let's get our context dump on. Funnily enough, no one really knows where the idea of the dark side of the rainbow came from. The earlier source regarding the pair is from the August 1995 edition of the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette, in which writer Charles Savage set about to watch the odd pairing. He listed various moments in the article in which the film matched with the album, and I've got to say, it sounds pretty convincing. Savage seems to then posit that he had heard about the pairing in April the same year, on, I quote, the Internet Pink Floyd News Group, Later in the article, he tried to approach Pink Floyd's management to try and get to the bottom of the mystery, which were left unanswered. The band themselves have been asked about the coincidence on more than one occasion to which they have constantly denied the similarities. Guitarist David Gilmore stated on one occasion that it was, I quote, "...some guy with too much time on his hands." Drummer Nick Mason also commented on the dark side of Oz during an interview with MTV News in 1997, saying it's absolute nonsense, it has nothing to do with the Wizard of Oz. It was all based on the sound of music. Haha, <laughs> you gotta love that classic British wit. So how do you even go about syncing up the movie and the album? Don't worry fam, i got you covered. Supposedly, you need to play the album on the third time that the famous MGM lion roars. Not the first, or the second, but the third one. Then you turn down the film volume, crank up the Floyd, light up your favourite recreational drug, and enjoy. That last bit, that's optional. Anyway, I need to see this for myself. I need to see if the myth that is The Dark Side of Oz is plausible. So my dear listener, it is indeed time to ask. The question as old as time. Anyone for seconds, let's just get on with it. And do our thing okay now i've never seen this let's um hit play on this bad boy remember it's the third roar of the lion one two three there we go right okay so i remember hearing about the dark side of oz very very long time ago you know um one of those kind of urban legends urban myths that people talk about and you go nah it can't be real surely but today we're going to put that to rest i'm i'm going to experience it for myself and see how it matches up now i love the pink's pink floyd's dark side of the moon album i remember hearing that one of that when I was about 13, 14 and it completely changed the way I basically heard music because I think all at that point I was pretty much listening to a lot of pop, a little bit of rock and you know I was kind of dabbling into metal at that point and when I heard it I was like wow this is absolutely astonishing it's so kind of creative and it's such a different sound from everything I'd heard before And The Wizard of Oz, I've seen it. Okay, I've seen it a fair few times now, and I like it. I don't think I'd like it enough to ever kind of own it, but... You know, I'll always watch it when it's on TV. Okay, so we've got Breathe just kicked in right now. Let's see if anything matches up so far. Alright, that's pretty cool. So the bass kind of... There was a boom noise and kind of the film faded in. That's quite cool so far. I always found that really clever, the way that they introduce the characters in this opening sepia kind of scene. Obviously you see the Tin Man, you see the Scarecrow, all obviously out of costume, kind of as bystanders in the village or whatever. And I always, I always liked that for some reason, kind of adds a thing of unreliable narrator to it kind of feeling, but yeah it's always quite interesting wow okay okay that's the second moment of synchronicity I've seen so far so on the run has just started and just as it started Dorothy fell off of the fence into a pig pen that's quite cool and now you've got all the characters surrounding everyone and they're all kind of cheering each other on that's that's pretty cool so far I've only really seen two bits of synchronicity but it's it's early yet I'm not gonna lie so I should be asking myself right now where do I think it will sync up or where do I hope it's going to sync up so I'm hoping kind of the line where she says Toto you're not in Kansas anymore I'm hoping that's going to sync to something I think Great Gig in the Sky I've got a feeling might sync really really well to the tornado scene where they're swept off to Oz I think I think brain damage or something like that might be quite good for one of the fight scenes with with the winged monkeys and such but aside from that I'm not entirely sure <laughs> oh that's fantastic we've got a woman's on a bicycle, cycling along, and you've got the clocks at the start of time. Bang on the money the exact second she appears on frame. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm starting to believe this a little bit in in Facts of Synchronicity. Even if it just is, literally, just track starting as something appears on screen, or a character appears on screen i'm I'm willing to go with it. sort of. I mean it's not quite the same heights as what people were saying before. Look look at Dorothy running around frantically and quite worried. that matches the vibe of this opening part of time perfectly. This is awesome so so good I'm convinced so far all right that's pretty good as well so the lyric that i oh, look at that that's that's a good match right there so the lyric in time it goes leading looking for someone to lead the way it's a shot of Toto running down the road and then kind of when you get the chorus of uh, choir choir girls in the background when they when Toto runs out of the basket meets up with Dorothy again that's a match. And then the guitar solo while they're walking along a bridge. Exact moment. What? Uh, this is mind blowing. This is honestly mind blowing so far. Part of me wishes that I was in the correct sort of um She was a not sober mindset to watch this, because this would be I would be absolutely tripping balls right now. I'm not gonna lie. This has exploded my mind and I'm and I'm sober as anything. oh my god I was only bloody right wasn't I it's gonna happen isn't it it's gonna happen so right now at the moment in the film we are preparing for the storm that takes Dorothy and Toto to Oz and in the background we've got the great gig in the sky the slow slow build up with The infamous kind of uh, clip, I can't remember who it is, someone will correct me in the notes, I'm sure. Saying, I'm not frightened of dying, it's got to happen and such and so forth, come on, please tell me. Look at that, the tree is flying, in comes those soaring operatic vocals, oh my god, I have got literal chills right now watching this oh my word this is astounding in a more metatextual sense you could say that the operatic vocals is kind of Dorothy's internal monologue in a way kind of this wailing and "Ah!" you know oh this is so good So, so good. I can see why people said this would match so well. I, Wow. I am honestly speechless. And then you get the little... Kind of like the little chord on the piano. As the flying house appears in the background. I swear to... I'm going to lose my shit. Money's going to come on just as they land in Oz, I swear. It's going to happen. I can't believe this. There's got to be some kind of scientific thing that explains this. You know, whether it be because of the overarching... I don't know. There's got to be something to explain it. Why it matches so well. I don't know I just wow come on it's going to happen come on walk out the door go into technical and it's going to be the start of money come on no no way holy crap (laughs) She steps outside the house. Money. Fucking money. Wow. Holy crap. Wow. Money could be a reference to... The fact it's all different, it could be the fact that the studio spent money on this. Get away! (laughs) Oh, the main frantic, manic guitar solo kicks in in money, and the munchkins start dancing. Yes. This is awesome, I am blown away by this right now, wow, holy crap, (laughs) I love it, I love it so much, I love this film anyway but this is going to have to be definitely my new preferred way of watching it because this is just absolutely mind blowing, wow. That's quite good as well. You've got away, away, kind of the end of money and kind of the munchkins are leading Dorothy away on the the chariot. Not, not chariot, horse-drawn and cart, sorry. You've got that going on and this is us and them now. Slowly, um... Slowly kicking in that legendary organ opening must be a Hammond god this album is fantastic i haven't heard this album in such a long time and to hear it again but paired with visuals that i was not expecting is such a ride right now that's a good mix there Um, so you've got again another start of a verse down and out Dorothy walks along she looks at the ground on down and when you've got Dave Gilmore singing says out Glinda the Good Witch she appears and she goes into a bubble and she disappears that's a nice that's a subtle sync i like it it's it's clever you have to believe at this point well i don't it can't be intentional i'm not having it there is no way that Pink Floyd sat down and went right. We're going to make this album, and it's going to sink the Wizard of Oz. There's got to be some form of logical reason why it sinks. It's, I don't know, like a like a law of averages or something. I guess. Eventually, you will find something, and it will kind of sink up. I don't. I don't know. Go on, go on. Start of the journey. Any color you like. The lunatic is in my head. He's not quite on the grass, he's dancing on the yellow brick road. He's on the floor, but is that going to count? I think it counts. Kind of. I'm willing to go with it. Wait, Looney's on the path. There it is. There it is. Got it. There's the sink. So all that you touch, all that you feel, it's all done in time. So we're at the moment in the film where Dorothy and the Scarecrow find the Tin Man in the field and he's stuck. So all that you touch, they touch the Tin Man. All that you feel, they grab the oil can. And it is synced. Wow. And now you've got the Tin Man starting to move as this triumphant ending of the album is starting and it is so euphoric and it's just look at that, he's moving on that final note, look at that wow that's, oh my god look at that banging on his chest when the heartbeat kicks in on the album wow (laughs) This is just, oh my word. So I should say that the album is finished now. And it's at this point that we repeat the album. So we're going to be going through it again, I reckon, another one and a half times, I reckon. Easily. Because it's only really a 40 minute album. I think the film's about an hour 40 or so. So we'll see. So far, there's been a couple of instances where it sings up. I know it's really quite good. It's bringing a new experience onto watching The Wizards of Oz for sure. Because as much as I like this film, don't get me wrong, it's one of those that I will always watch when it is on TV. But seeing it in a different light, with this new soundtrack to it, basically, um, it's an odd experience. But it's different enough to keep me engaged. And I say that as someone who's recently watched the not-quite-so-good Oz the Great and Powerful. Because, let's face it, this film is a classic anyway. So, if you've not seen The Wizard of Oz, then you should 100% go out of your way and see it obviously minus the uh, Pink Floyd soundtrack this is more for completionists for sure so okay we're kicking back in now okay here we go here we go is he going to move his leg to the start yep he does he starts walking the moment brief starts god damn it wow Look at that, he's dancing to breathe, it's kind of a weird, magical thing about it, Look, wow, so cool. Once again, another part of synchronicity, leave, don't leave me, the Tin Man gets up and starts to walk off, look around, find your own path there is the witch on top of the house look at that Hammond organ kicks in the wicked witch throws like a fireball fucking how do ken wow Okay. So we're on the second way through the album now. We're about halfway through our second listen of Dark Side now. Roughly What are we about? An hour into the film now I guess? Not really a lot of synced. Unlike not really a lot of synced, unlike the first playthrough of the album. I'm kind of expecting a little bit more, to be honest. I mean, that first 40 minutes, the first playthrough of the album, was phenomenal, because I was not expecting a lot of it. But, like I say, right now, going through the second playthrough, nothing's really synced, nothing's really jumping at me. The lyrical... Uh, the lyrics aren't really corresponding to things on the screen I mean I think the only sort of thing so far is possibly on the run when they are all walking on the yellow brick road but I mean aside from that not really a lot else I'm just kind of watching it and I'm just kind of enjoying the film at the moment to be honest Because it's been a little while since I've actually seen this film, and um, you can see how much kind of money and spectacle was really put into this, even in kind of 1939. You know, for it to be a Technicolor film at that point was absolutely astounding. Actually that's quite I, I've said nothing matches, actually. This is quite interesting thematically because you've got the cowardly lion being dressed up as a king, put a crown on and a cape, while you've got the main guitar solo of money kicking on in the background. That's that's quite cool. And now they're all kneeling to kind of the breakdown of the solo. That's quite cool, interesting kind of synchronization if you're looking for it but i think this is probably going to be a lot to be honest i don't think a lot else is going to kind of sink or anything like that which is a bit of a shame but like i said we're we're only like an hour into it or so it's got time to uh impress me still i should say okay that that's kind of a match as well you've got the kind of fading out of money into the opening of us and them and you've got our four lead characters dorothy toto the cowardly lion and the scarecrow kind of walking down this long corridor to go see the titular wizard of oz kind of matches I think it's probably gonna really kick in once the guitar starts I think once they walk through the door that'll be a sync sort of a um no okay better than that so the first step they take together is on the exact first guitar note that's interesting. We like that. That's that's sort of a sink. I think I'm really sorta of clutching at straws though. Okay, so that was a nice little uh kind of sink there. They've broken in they've broken into the evil witch's uh castle to rescue Dorothy. And kind of, once they've smashed through the door with the Tin Man's axe, kind of, the euthoric, kind of, end of Eclipse started playing. That's quite nice, I like that. But, like I said, we're getting towards the end of the film now, and this second time round of the album? Doesn't really feel like it's synced with anything. I mean, there's that point there, when you must destroy, kind of, what Gilmore sings. And the Wicked Witch kind of throws a uh, a sand timer at the floor. I mean, that's nice as well, but it just doesn't feel like a lot else. If anything, the second time round watch with, sorry, the second playthrough of the album time watch has made me kind of realise, actually, this film is a is a stunning film with all of the kind of handmade hand-drawn backgrounds and the props and the costumes it's a visually very stunning film for at the time as well you have to think this was made pre-world war ii and for it to look so good at that time and obviously as well experimenting with Technicolor having this uh, film in color you know it's a fantastic achievement for the time 100% admittedly it probably wasn't exactly safe (laughs) you know obviously with the thing of the Tin Man obviously I think it's the original Tin Man died of uh, he had a A reaction or something to the paint because it had lead in it and you know i think the the actor that plays the wicked witch i think she was harmed in one of the moments where she kind of disappears in a puff of smoke i think she got badly burned and things like that but it's a stunning piece of movie making You know what would be good? So we're getting towards the end of the film now. And the wizard's kind of handing out all of the quote-unquote prizes to our our lead characters. The, the cowardly lion gets courage. He gets like a medal. Uh, the tin man wants a heart, so he gets like a, a clock in the shape of a heart. Obviously, the, the scarecrow gets a... Uh, he gets a diploma, memory serves, because he's got a brain. It'd be really good if time starts with the clocks going off exactly the same moment as Dorothy wakes up in her house. That would make me shit a brick. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be nice to see. <laughs> I would be here for it. Taking away the moments that make up a dull day, and Glinda reappears. Half-hand oh, where yeah, okay, that's nice. That's a nice little sink, yeah, I can see it. And they're talking about home and going back to your hometown. Yeah, because she wants to go, Hound. Show me the way. Okay, this fits. This fits. That's a better fit than Dorothy waking up with the alarm clocks going off. 100%. Much better than I could have envisioned. Yeah, that kind of fits as well the lyrics and, and the words there. So the song is over. I thought I had something more to say. And then Dorothy wakes up in bed. After leaving Oz, and she's back in the quote, uh, well, not even quite unquote, real world, in the real world, home, home again. That matches. Yeah, it it kind of works. They come home, home and tired. Yeah. yeah this this matches it's a very sort of somber ending for the film having kind of the end of time which will then obviously go into once again the greatest gig in the sky the great gig in the sky sorry very somber melancholy kind of end to the end of the film Because it really underpins. Because this is at this point of the film, um, all of uh, all of Dorothy's family and friends are saying, "Oh, none of that happened. You, you, you were knocked out. It was all a dream." Yeah. See, having it end on the Great Gig in the Sky is so, so sombre and just wow okay um that was an experience 100 um i'm probably gonna need a few minutes just to kind of wrap my head around what i've just seen wow okay um join us again in a couple of seconds i guess by the time i've got this together <laughs> anyway see you in a few That was a trip. Completely and utterly spellbinding. The first 40 minutes are an almost complete synchronization of sound and screen. From cuts on screen, matching to various moments on the album, it is truly mesmerizing. From money starting from when Dorothy first enters the Land of Oz through the door of her home, to smaller moments like Great Geek in the Sky illustrating the devastating chaos of a tornado ripping through her home. There are some some sublime moments that honestly made me wish I was on some kind of mind-altering substance, just so I could experience this odd piece of pop culture. Sadly, it's after this first playthrough of the album that the myth of Dark Side of Oz begins to fall apart for me. While the first 40 minutes are almost perfectly in sync with the action on screen, there's only actually fleeting moments of this happening again throughout the rest of the feature. For me, that's really where the theory falls down. As great as the album is, on your third playthrough of the album during the film, it really leaves you on a downer, especially as the film finishes with the incredibly sombre piano notes of Great Gig in the Sky, while Dorothy tells her family and friends of her adventures in Oz. It leaves you much more depressed than when you went into the experience… well it did for me anyway. There are some real moments of charm again in parts of the music and indeed the action on screen. If anything I think the addition of the Darkseid soundtrack really makes the film stand out a lot more. You can really see the colours popping off of the screen to the practical effects looking less alien and dated with this more modern soundtrack accompaniment. Surprisingly, I also think it makes the acting better too. You can see the real craft the actors put into their characters, especially Ray Bulger as the Scarecrow. You can see his carefully considered movements much more without diegetic sound. An almost perfect masterclass in physical comedy, especially when we first meet him. The same goes for Bert Lahr as the Cowardly Lion. His acting really shines through with this pairing. They are easily both the best parts of this film. Their physical presence is just a complete joy to watch, especially with the scarecrow dancing to the sounds of brain damage, which is ironic in itself because, you know, the, the scarecrow he, he wants a brain in this film. and But whatever, moving on. Overall, The Dark Side of Oz is a very strange pop culture anomaly. No one really knows where it comes from or why it even works in the first place. I would say that if you want to give a new lease of life to the Wizard of Oz, and you just so happen to like the prog stylings of Pink Floyd, give it a go. I must warn you though, it's not the totally transcendent experience you are expecting. The first 40 minutes are. Anything after that? Not necessarily. I think ultimately, if you're like me, and you've heard of this, and you're curious, I'd say go for it, because who knows? It might inspire you to find some odd pairings of your own. Now, where on earth did I leave my copy of The Third Man and Crazy Hits by the Crazy Frog? Thanks so much for listening. Do you agree? Disagree? Has anybody ever, apart from Justin McElroy, watched The Dark Side of Blart? Why don't you get in contact with us? We're over on Twitter as at anyonepodcast. We're also on Facebook. Just search for us. You will find us longer rants rambles considerations can be sent via email to anyone for seconds at gmail.com don't forget to leave us a like rating review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps us grow the podcast and we can infect more ears we're also on twitch as well it's twitch.tv forward slash anyone podcast this time i think i will leave you with a little bit of a surprise see if you can figure it out thanks again stay safe You got this. Sorry I'm late, I'm here now. Someone said something about Floyd. Hello? Dave? Sorry I'm late, I'm here now. Dave? You said something about Floyd? Hello? Hello?